Hello and welcome to a very, very special episode of the A3 Footy Podcast. We've got another first on there. We're just rolling them out at the moment. Uh, before I introduce my co-hosts, I would like to very first introduce our very special guest today. We have two fantastic men from the Never Surrender Giants podcast, two squinters as they call themselves. Needles and Coco are joining us. Thank you so much for getting on board, boys. We're very, very happy to have you. Coco just waved. I'll speak for both of us. Very nice <laughs> to have the invitation. Thanks very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, absolutely. And I am, Thanks for having us, guys. I am, of course, joined by my co-host, Alex Miller, as always. Yeah, very keen, Kat. Uh, we love the Giants here. Well, most of us do. Uh, <laughs> so we'll see what happens here with the dog supporter. But no, I'm very keen to get stuck in and get a different perspective on some yeah, of these speak for yourself. Alex Doherty as well, of course, our resident dogs man. Now, Doc, I'm, I'm putting you on the leash. You've got to settle down. You can't attack these Giants supporters too much, mate. I know you've never actually seen any in person before. This, this is all, this is like a brand new world to me. I've got to leave the uh, I've got to leave the dogs hat at the door. Um, no, I'm keen to talk about the Giants because there's a lot to, lot to talk about, a lot to dissect from their last year and the year ahead. Absolutely. Well, I guess I'll start with our guests. Of course, we'll just go a quick run through of the Giants' 2020 season that was needles, mate. What did you make of the year? Um, look, 2020. Obviously, for many people, but particularly for Giants supporters, has been on the naughty step for quite some time, um, and it's probably never coming out of timeout from now on. I mean, I, I mean, my role in the squinches is I sort of generally tend to get every other people's, every other um, chap's opinions, and then just sort of repackage them as my own. So what I'm doing is basically <laughs> my own just re, re, reframing of um, yeah. all the other guys, and then we can throw to Coco for some actual original. <laughs> banter uh but from my only personal perspective was that i was actually after the sort of the catastrophe that was the 2019 grand final i was quite bullish about the giants uh in 2020 i was ready to trust the team to win the games that they should win without too much trouble without yeah. having to turn the television off and hide in the bathroom or, you know, various <laughs> other ways of coping with it. Like just walking away and going, yeah, they'll probably win that. We should be right. I can turn this on. This is mm. going to be quite a pleasant evening. No problem. I've never had that feeling. So it must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> haven't, haven't necessarily had the feeling. There was a moment in 2016 when they were doing the orange wave and running through people where that was a just, that mm. was unreal. But I thought 2020, we're all good. And then the Geelong game where we went down to the, the Cattery and kicked the shit out of them uh, was brilliant. Mm-hmm. And um, that was by far and away for all the squinters, that was our best game of the season. And then sort of three days later, everything locked down. And we did not come back from that break with our fight with like, like fire in the bellies and heads in the freezer. Uh, and yeah, so it was, we, I didn't have the trust. We didn't have the confidence and 20, yeah, so 2020 was rubbish, which was good, though, because the week, well, the few days after we worked out that the Giants couldn't make the finals, we all, as a group, decided that 2020 was a Mickey Mouse year and it didn't count anyway. So it was lucky <laughs> how that worked out. But not a lot went right, and what went right wasn't very good. 
Well, look, I think we, we, mostly, we mostly hold yeah. that belief here at the A3. Uh, our man Miller here is a very, very strong target supporter, so he might disagree with saying that well, 2020 was a write-off year. I think for a lot of teams, just through the season, you know, I think the year was just a write-off in terms of some of the relocation bullshit, you know, family issues, partner issues. Um, there's all that bubble stuff. Sydney Stack just wants kebab and get on the piss. But all that stuff... <laughs> um, yeah, I sort of agree to some extent. It's a bit of a Mickey Mouse year, but I think when finals came to finals, every mm-hmm. team really locked in and turned it on. But um, what do you make of it then, Coco? As you know, what what how would you sum up twenty twenty? Yeah, no, everything Needle said. I think um, the interesting bit for the Giants is that you know, especially in the early years, a lot of the blokes came up to Sydney away from home, and they actually all lived together like mm. a complex in Breakfast Point. And so to sort of lived and trained together anyway. And so coming out of the, you know, lockdown stages, we sort of, like, I was hoping that we were sort of uniquely equipped to deal with that sort of, and then deal with that life. And we've got, I mean, there's a couple of old blokes, but generally pretty young blokes that have spent a lot of time together since they were younger. So I actually thought they'd come out pretty good and sort of handle it. But Mm. obviously they didn't. And, you know, the comp was a joke, I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) I want to have a look uh, at some of the... Oh, sorry, Doc, go on. Sorry, I, I just wanted to get your thoughts, boys, on uh, Stephen Canelio's captaincy because it's been uh, something of peak interest to me is, uh, specifically. I think the consensus from us boys here at A3 was it was a little, little bit of a bolt-on from the big deal that he signed at the end yeah. of 2019. Um, like, did you think that was the right call? Did you think it was um, that, that it was a bit unfair on both Phil, Phil and Callan to sort of make way, I guess? Yeah, I think, um, like you mentioned, Doc, and, you know, it looks a bit different now, but at the time, like when when they announced Cogs in the week, oh, he was injured, you know, and they had the week mm. off before the finals. And when he announced he'd signed for seven years, I mean, we were dancing in the streets, yeah, you know, Greater great. Western Sydney was, you know, was going off. And it was, it's, it was, it was, and that was the biggest moment for the club, you know, was mm. that Cogs re-signing, you know, like everyone wanted a piece of him. Um, definitely... Um, I mean, I, I've got no, I, I don't really have any doubts that it, it was, you know, part of the deal, right? You stay for seven years. And then there was something that a lot of the senior leaders were over in California that off season, you know, mm. probably in Sonoma region, tasting a Riesling or something like that. I don't know, <laughs> Pinot Grigio. And I think they, that's where they sort of formalized the handover. So yeah, no, I think, I think, you know, I think that's how it went down. Mm. Um, and, and to be honest, like we were calling for it, you know, we yeah. thought the boys, I mean, Cal Ward was out anyway. And, you know, we thought it was Bill time Davis for change. had a shit grand final, shouldn't have showed up. Yeah. yeah. So, well, I mean, we, yeah. Say, we, we thought say it was good. his fault. We would say it was his fault for his grand final performance when he was clearly still carrying an injury. I'd put that more on yeah. Leon than him. Well, no, he should have made himself unavailable. Yeah, he, correct. Mm. I reckon and you can't have, you can't have your skip. You can't have your skipper doing mm. bloody run-throughs on the ground. 30 minutes before the game starts and all the boys mm. are like, mate, is the skip going to come in and fire us up or is yeah. he going to be wearing the tracksuit jacket? You know, yeah. I've played many grand finals where I've not been right and said I was right and not been right and played terribly. And you know that decision. <laughs> yeah. You don't make the decision, but you yeah. know the decision. 
I understand that he's the captain at the time, but at what point do the coaches and the physios and the trainers have to say... Yeah, but all the time, though, though, cat players say, I'm right to go. You know, you can Mm, literally be... You could have one toe left on your body and you'd be like, I'm right to go. I'll go out there and do my best. They're crazy. Look at at Gaz this year in the grand final. His shoulder's (laughs) hanging out of his socket and he's going. Sometimes it works. Like, one in ten times it works. But not the grand final. mm, Never in a grand final. The only time I can think of it working recently was Nat Fife playing on with his broken leg. Yeah. Which I don't know how the hell he did what that. About, I mean, I know it didn't, exact, didn't, exa- didn't exactly work for Nat, did it? Did it? <laughs> Mate, oh, I'm, I'm Goodsy Mitch McGovern. Goodsy in 2012. Uh, yeah, Mitch when McGovern. He, when he did his PCL, that was oh, yeah. that was pretty amazing. But that yeah. happened during the game too, not prior. He didn't carry it in. Yeah. Mitch McGovern was bleeding from every internal organ in 19, in two, whenever it was 2018, and um, was a key part. Yeah, no, that, yeah, that's no, right. What about Hodgie? Hodgie's broken ribs, mate, in 2014 yeah. when he walked out like this. There you go. One in <laughs> 10. Dermy, Dermy <laughs> as well in 89. There's the one in 10. Yeah. That's what we like. Yep. D- Dale Morris with a broken freaking back in 2016. <laughs> but, um, there, there were some positives, though, boys, out of 2020. There were some good young players emerging for the Giants. Jack Buckley yep. is a, a name that I like. Do you, do you guys think he's got a future in the team? Yeah, mate. Needles, you wouldn't even know who he is. I saw him today looking through the team list. <laughs> oh, that's shocking. That is shocking. That's a good Oh, it's nah. unlucky. No, he's all right. Yeah, he got a couple of games. I mean, we'll see. He's, I mean, he's still, even with Jeremy Cameron going, he's still down the list. Mm. Um, but, you know, you always need depth players. And if he gets a crack, he might, uh, he might be able to take it. You have yep. to say Riccardi's the big one, the big positive out of this year. Surely you got to know who that is, Needles. <laughs> I'm aware of it, but I'm concerned that, I mean, the, just quickly, it was sort of a bit of a roundup. A lot of the squinters thought that Cogs was the biggest disappointment of 2012, uh, yeah. 2020. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we were all on board with him getting, getting the captaincy. Yeah. And at the time when it was handed over, we thought that was a really class act. Like, Cal and Phil yeah. have a mature discussion. They go, all right, it's all yours. And then sort of yeah. six months down the track, they might not be playing for Cogs. And apparently Phil Davis is a bit unhappy about it. And it, but Cogs also wasn't playing for Cogs because he didn't play particularly well. Yeah. Um, Petrol, Harry Perryman yeah. Is, yeah, was a Jet last year and we are looking in. for him to improve big time. He's from um, Colin Gully, which is one of the greatest small villages outside Wagga, anywhere near Wagga. Um, and, well, I mean, my issue with Jake Riccardi is he looked really, really good for four games. Mm. He's still very young. And He's raw. still four games. Young key four. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Four games yeah. is four games, but yeah. you can only only play what's in front of you. But sure, we, but you, if you're going to pin a premiership on it, yeah, of course. Yeah, well, that's yeah. why you get Jeremy Hogan, I guess, and, and you know maybe fifth time lucky. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think uh, I think Hogan will be a good addition for the Giants, just quietly. He hasn't he's been coming into Melbourne or Fremantle. So yeah, but he's 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 playing like totally pressure-free footy now. You know, Ooh. Melbourne, he was the great white hope there. Then went to yep. Freer. They gave up a lot to get him. He's back at home, getting loose with his mates, you know, five nights a week by the yep. sounds of things. And so now, um, so we're more than happy to have him, you know. We yep. didn't give up much for him. And, you know, I think he yeah, can, and Sydney, he can play, it's he's got a, a chance to play good footy. It's yep. a conservative place where there's no opportunities for distraction or anything like that. So... <laughs> Well, mate, there's no opportunity. There's not as many opportunities for photos of distractions. So. I, don't, I don't know how uh, how inner city Sydney you guys live or whereabouts in the state you guys live, but I know I've heard plenty of stories of the you know the Giants uh, players are just you know walking down the street, going to their local cafe for whatever, and no one goes near them, no yep. one stops them. Can't imagine that here in Melbourne. No, 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 no yeah. 
there's only one person who knows where Josh Kelly lives in Sydney. It's one of our team. Oh, uh, it's wow. one of the spinners <laughs> who lives quite near him. It just keeps it just keeps an eye. Keeps on a tab on him. Great power. <laughs> yeah. He, he knows when he's taking sometimes. his news out every every week. <laughs> He, he pops out of the beard and goes, oh, Josh, I didn't see you there. Oh, we shit. had a beat on when Josh was selling his house. We knew what he was selling his house. Who we sold it to. Exactly. It for. Uh, are you sure you guys weren't selling it for him, maybe? Just no, 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 no. <laughs> Very good. Oh, that is excellent. Um, yeah, no, but Doc, I think back to um, Cogs and the captaincy. I mean, you know, ask, us, ask me in, you know, three or four years when he's, you know, captains, you know, probably between two and four premiership sides and might look different. Yep. Yeah, that, that, that's, good, that's a good call, that. Yeah. While, while we are still on Cogs' captaincy, uh, how did you guys sort of react to that game when he was, you know, after he had that string of bad form and then uh, Leon yeah. finally made the decision to drop him? Yeah, so mm. from the inner sanctum of the, uh, the Squinters podcast, we thought that he was due for a rest after being out so long and then coming back you know with injury wasn't playing yeah. well our take was that he was due for a rest but he had been in such bad form he wouldn't like let leon rest him you yeah. know and he's pretty performative captain like in that in the dogs game when he sent out nicky haynes to do the toss after mm. bond tried to rip his throat out the year before things <laughs> like that um you know, and so he's, 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 you know, he's obviously got that, you know, hot Italian blood running through him, Cogs, and he gets performative sometimes. So, yeah. uh, you know, you take drama I, I think, and turn it into melodrama. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. know, so he was, that's our take. He was due for a spell and yeah. he's, he's yeah. come to Leon and said, Leon, mate, I'm in, I'm in such bad shape. I'm out of form. You can't, you know, I can't be spelled. Drop me. Yeah. So we think he, that's, that's how we see it. But, yeah, that's you know, the frame. That's, yeah, uh, well, that, that's a fair, that's a fair assessment because it sounds like what like you said. Cogs is really he's a driven person, and especially stepping in as captain, you don't want to be like, well, I think I need a rest on probably yeah. one of the biggest <laughs> games to maybe put us in the finals. So, yeah, it's. I think again, I think at the moment the Cogs situation's a bit eh, but I reckon yeah, four yeah. to five years be very very different, and yeah. people will regret what they said. I reckon. In terms of the 2020 season, while we're still on it, just before we move into the preview, uh, just quickly from both of you guys, start with you, Coco. Best game of the year and worst game of the year for the Giants? Yeah, um, Needles touched on it. That round one game against Geelong was great. I mean, they came up to Giant Stadium and we just flogged them. Like, we pumped them and we just well, said, we oh, yeah. We went down to the Cat Stadium. No, that was the year before Needy. Was it? Fuck. Yeah. That was a good yeah. game too. <laughs> that was our, that was, yeah, that was, that was one of the best. But no, uh, they might have nearly, very well nearly gotten locked in Victoria if you came down for it this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, and then, a shit you know, and then, you know, Geelong sort of, they came and, you know, we just sort of put them away and, you know, the blokes were kicking as many snags as they like and it was all, it was all too easy. Very yeah, accurate too, weren't they? Very yeah, accurate. mate. Yeah, put them straight 17-3. Yeah, oh, that yeah. Melbourne game. Was the, was the Melbourne game the game that Cogs was... Uh, yeah, yeah that, was the Mel- that was the Melbourne game, yeah. That game, that was the worst game of the year for me because we were st- at that stage, right? We were still in the eight, and there was like, you know, however many teams on the same points, and it was all percentage and stuff. We, we were still in the eight, mm. and that week, we um, hardcore had said that he was leaving the club, so mm. we just said, "All right, piss off, see you." Put him on a flight. <laughs> yeah, no, that was also when the D's, the D's were off back-to-back losses to the Swans. Yeah, yeah. They just pulled themselves out of finals. Yeah, 
and then Phil Davis as well. He was like, you know, he had, mm. he had a um, that uh, lower leg injury, and he yep. was like 50-50. And then that same week, he got on a plane back to Sydney to have surgery, and then we mm. and then we, you know, Cogs was dropped. So we like we were still in the eight, and we just gave up on the season in that game. So that was extremely disappointing. Yeah, I, I remember writing about that game in particular, and there was quite a number of Giants players that just, you know, that, that were best twenty-two players. They just didn't didn't stand up for you, boys. And, but why, uh, why is that though? Do you guys reckon um, that a game that's so critical, like you said, literally sitting in the eight? And I think I remember Brent Daniels was literally the only person who turned up that yeah. game. Um, but <laughs> God, what is it? Is it a stormy. is it is it the coach? Is it the energy? Is it just? The opposition. I don't know what lead to that. Oh, football's a fun, yeah. like football's a funny old game. Yeah. You know, it's all played yeah. in the head. But like, if if it if it's not working for what, and it wasn't working for a lot of the year. When it comes to it, you've got the skill, but you just you can't get the driver. You can't find it within yourself. Or like you've yeah. seen momentum, but you can momentum doesn't just have to be within a game. It can be within a season across almost. a season. A yeah. la Bulldogs twenty sixteen. Yeah. Um, Momentum is critical, and there wasn't any momentum in the back half of the season. It was disjointed, and when it came to it, you, yeah. what, you, you could watch them play. They weren't feeling it. Mm. Yep. Fair but enough. I will. So a couple of the chaps also mentioned, um, and I've actually just got rid of this from my brain. I had a busy year last year, but the Western Bulldogs mm. carry on. That mm. was there's a few yeah. disappointment about that, um, and then the getting uh, shot by Sydney. 66-25. That was a... That was horrible. Very, yeah, yeah <laughs> anyone north of, north of the Murray um, who wore orange, that was poor. Yeah. <laughs> Extremely poor. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, because Sydney rough. are terrible. Yeah, they, they, yeah. they still are. Um, <laughs> I want to 2021, Kat. Let's oh, yeah. Hey, well, I just have one more question before we go into 2021. Oh, okay. to ask. First, Doc, uh, <laughs> I know how you feel about the Giants, but I don't know if these boys know exactly how you feel. How do you view the rivalry coming into this year? Uh, well, if you ask anybody down, I'm, I don't even live in Footscray. I'm about 30 minutes uh, east of Footscray. But if you if you, you go down to Footscray and ask anybody here how, you, how they feel about your mob, that they'll tell you that we hate you. Um, <laughs> it, it's plain and simple. I mean, it's not... It, mainly because oh, the first, first, obviously, is the fact that you've pillaged, you know, Leon Cameron, Callan Ward, Sam Reed. We don't really care too much about, but he's still an ex Bulldog player. McCartney, Jason um, McCartney. Yeah, you, you took you took no. Jason you took Jason McCartney as well. Griffin, Ryan Griffin, that was the biggest. Oh, that, was... that that yeah. that one that one almost destroyed me that that, that off season. Um, yeah, yeah, as well. and then you were fine by the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were fine twelve months later, um, and then. And then it's like, and then you had the fact, uh, the AFL sort of, you know, we, we sort of felt a little hard pressed by the fact you, you got given like about, you know, 25 draft picks every season for the first two years. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, we were stuck with the scraps at like pick 20, 21. Um, and then I think, the, I think it really took another level in that 2016 prelim because, oh, look, we, I think, it's no secret, GWS only have about what's the membership tally this year? It's about what fifteen thousand, twenty thousand, thirty. That's about half of it, mate. Yeah. Oh well, okay. I, I, I underestimated that. I'm Give sorry. a bit more credit. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but I think from what I saw anyway, the numbers the numbers at home games weren't weren't very big. Yes. So everybody, everybody, everybody who had uh who had money took a bus trip down to uh down to the, down to Blacktown and. Oh, it was it was good, and the Giants. Uh, look, I'll give them credit because they 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 
they wanted to fight and they and they it's gave a great us game. Mm. They certainly gave us one. It was probably mm. one of the best games ever. Yeah. Um, I, I would have I would have even said that if the Giants won. So that's no, that's no bias from me. I want you guys to know that, that was very, very polite, and I've never heard him talk about <laughs> that positively before in my life. And and uh, I'll I'll be singing a different tune off air. Um, <laughs> that was I reckon that was a bullet dodge for the well, you know, in a bad way. That was a bullet dodge for the competition because we would have killed Sydney in that grand final. We'd done oh. them by about sixty points. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like you talk about momentum, Bulldogs had momentum. Un- like what they did that season was in the finals was unbelievable but in terms of just winning and winning decisively mm. GWS were crazy in the last mm. half and had so destroyed good. Hawthorne and the second half of the season them. was outstanding yeah, yeah 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 and had that been confirmed with a grand final win it would have been bang 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 yeah. bang because everyone would have stayed the the sort of the flow would have been locked in mm. I reckon there would have been three and four and then that yeah. would have really got people not kind of like this confected grumpiness that Doc was just assuming, but like actually yeah, yeah. angry about people cheating yeah. and stuff, which there is in and of itself, even though people fail to realise that strong teams make a strong competition. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's only strong teams if they're my team is strong, not that yeah. the competition is strong. So it's just yeah, pretty much why everyone hates Richmond. That was, um. that was the one that got away <laughs> for us. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. It's it sort it sort of feels like it's you know the dogs are sort of like the working class and you have got GWS who are sort of like the rich kids on the block sort of sort of Western vibe. Sydney. Yeah, <laughs> have you ever been to Western Sydney, Doc? Yeah. You know, well, I don't think Doc has. No, no, <laughs> right. It is. But, mate, in, in, in if you're thirty k's east of Footscray, where exactly are you, mate? Which yeah, part of Fitzroy? Dalesford. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's thirty k's west. Dalesford. <laughs> oh, um, right. I'm, 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 I'm more towards the CBD. So, sure. no, uh, sorry. In terms of like you know being looked after the AFL sort of yeah. sort of sort of thing. Yeah. Not not not. It's it's sort of to me anyway. So that it sort of brings that sort of vibe, and I think it's great for great for footy because you don't see yeah. that anymore. You don't see that anymore. You know, not even Carlton. You know, at, at, at some instances at least, Carlton Collingwood. You know, mm-hmm. you, you barely see them. You know, wanting to tear a limb off each other. You saw, saw oh, Giants well, and Dogs did. shit, though. What, what would you bother? Tearing a limb off. They're, <laughs> yeah, no, they're yeah, already no. doing it to themselves. Yeah, no, you wouldn't bother. Themselves apart. I think uh, <laughs> you've, got, you've got to look interstate, I think, for the rivalries now. Obviously, in South Australia, the showdown, they definitely want yeah, to tear each other limb from limb. And there's even and some interstate rivalries. in as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think there's a bit of a rivalry building between uh, Port and West Coast the past couple of years. They've had some absolute mm. crackers. Um, oh yes, but you know they're new. It's it's a fantastic new rivalry, the Dogs and the Giants, and I hope the AFL stays out of it and lets it develop naturally. Correct. Oh, I, I'm actually I love your fire, Doc. I'm so glad that you hate us. You know, <laughs> that means no, seriously, dead set. Yeah. I mean, we're doing something right. I mean, no one hates you know the Suns. Yeah, oh, exactly. no, how could that, you? that's true. <laughs> so we'll take the hate. Yeah, and that's bullying your little brother oh, to hate the Suns. No, we love it. No, sorry, Kat. Just, just gonna echo your thoughts there, Coco. It's like, it, 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 it yeah. is a good feeling to be hated because, like, yeah, I, it is good. Like, like you know, it, like for years, you know, I've, I've grown, I've been a dog supporter for over twenty years. It's like, oh. Every, the dogs are my second favorite team. You know, it's like I don't want to be the second. I don't want to be yeah. to be the second favorite. I want <laughs> people. I want people to hate us. Yeah. Pe- people you're, to be never my second favorite team, Doc. Just to- <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Thanks. Out of curiosity, Davis. wasn't aware uh, they existed, but still. <laughs> were you guys? Were you guys uh, footy supporters before the Giants came in? And if so, who did you support? Coco. Yeah, mm. yeah. I, I I used to support Melbourne. Oh wow. Um, 
we're from we're, we're actually a lot of Canberra boys, so yeah. that's okay. a big tie in, you know. And we uh, come from non-traditional footballing backgrounds, so obviously, really, I bleed orange. But before that, I always bled green for the Canberra Raiders, you know. Um, oh, lime green. And then we, you know, a lot of us played footy, and we we played footy at Sydney Uni together a bit. Um, yeah. But a lot of us are from different areas in New South Wales, and mm. you know, didn't grow up you know, with the family allegiance. So yeah. that made it pretty easy to switch over and to, to the Giants when they uh, they came on board. And for me, because I, I moved from Canberra to Sydney for uni, hated the Swans, you know, and then they won. <laughs> which which yeah. sucked because I would have loved to have been able to support them. <laughs> but, um, you know, and then Giants came in. I was like, you beauty. I was, you know, all in yep. from the start and, you know, perfect. I'll, I'll, I'll just intervene here for a second, Coco. Cat yeah. uh, hates the Swans as much as you you boys do. So <laughs> I, I reckon if we, if, if we kept going for another, another, another 30, 45 minutes, we can get another episode on why we hate the Swans. <laughs> I don't hate the Swans because I grew up going to all the games. Like, so oh, I'm yeah. from Canberra as well. Initially... Started playing footy before I had a team and then picked Fremantle because why not purple and 18 years of glory. But, um, <laughs> but, but went to a lot of Swans games and the biggest game of the SCG when it was Locker and Ablett on one side and the other. And oh, I remember 2005 geez. was fucking awesome and 2006 was disappointing. But uh, Fremantle were sort of rubbish the whole time. And then suddenly uh, it was back wow. in Canberra. Orange is my favourite colour and... Uh, following a team that occasionally plays in the city you live make, is a real difference. Mm. It makes a significant difference. And I think we might take that a bit for granted here in Melbourne. You've got so many to choose from. Yeah. Fuck your nose. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yep. Definitely. No, good insight, boys. Um, but let's, let's move on to 2021. We've got to preview the year as well. I want to start with the fixture. Uh, I guess we'll just go around the table about something that stands out to you from the fixture, I guess. The thing that stands out to me is your run home. It's uh, not particularly easy. You've got Port, Geelong, Richmond and Carlton in the last four weeks. And uh, for a team that probably will still be uh, struggling to reach a finals appearance, that's a pretty, pretty tough run home. Is that your genuine yeah. thing? You think we'll struggle to reach finals? Yes, definitely. With that midfield? Well, the midfield's not the whole team. <laughs> no, really. Yeah. What I, think that, I, I think the midfield is still very good quality, but the forward mm. line, if Jeremy Finlayson can step up, which hopefully yeah. he can. I'm worried um, about the departures, the departures plus the ageing uh, players. You know, Phil's not getting any younger. Callum's not getting any younger. Jeremy's gone. Uh, Cornelia obviously struggled this year here and there. Mumford is somehow still... <laughs> Yeah, Tim Taranto's back. Yes. Sam Taylor yeah. is back. Yes, Sam Taylor is yeah. back. I think this the is the thing that a lot of people. Midfield sort of. Tim Taranto's going to blow, like, he's just going to tear the yeah. competition apart. He was our best and fairest in a grand final year, and he was the only guy who showed up in the grand final and got 30 odd touches in a game where we lost by nearly 100 points. Did his shoulder started last year? I've done my shoulders multiple times. That really puts you. We're good. We're solid. Yeah. Back line. Forward line's going to be interesting. Bobby Hill. Yeah. But um, <laughs> back line in midfield. You you we you would take our midfield over any other teams, like Lockie maybe not uh, maybe not over someone like the dogs midfield. This I, I'm, I'm I'm pretty happy with my midfield, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I only say person, that. I guess. Hey, what like, did you say, like, needles? One doc takes it, and that's great. That's one person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would doc. just I would yeah, maybe trying just to kick a have... to Josh Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yeah I, I'd, I'd, I'd rather take uh, Jake Riccardi or Jack Buckley over Josh Bruce right now. I think, uh, I'd ra- I think maybe I'd rather West Coast just over the Giants, just a mm. tiny bit, if fully fit. But again, yeah. the Giants, again, Tim Torano, you know, hopefully, eventually, maybe even win a Brownlow if he gets a good run at it as, you know, the main man of yeah. the midfield. Which yeah, could, I I'd just like to add. I think yeah. What well, I just like to echo your thoughts, Neil. I think the forward line is going to be the biggest concern this year because Jeremy Cameron's gone now. There's a little bit of a little bit of a void left open. How Harry Himmelberg will play is going yeah. to be interesting. Um, if Jeremy Finlayson can do more than one disposal in a grand final, that'd be great. <laughs> um, and, and actually uh, tipped uh, Finlayson <laughs> as the Norm Smith medalist <laughs> in final. Yeah, he did. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah he So you should have, Cat. What about um? He he. We absolutely love him at, down at the Squinters. We love his. Oh, look, I'm, I'm a big fan. We love I'm a big how fan he goes about Jesse. it. Mm. Yeah. I was a big fan until the grand final. Now uh, I've 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 gone so f- I've distanced myself so far away from him. <laughs> I think know. I was a big fan because of the grand final being a Richmond supporter. I didn't mind. <laughs> I wasn't totally against that, but I do. I think he's got good upside, and it's good that he's re-signed and recommitted. But yeah, I, I think um, if you guys have, you, obviously you guys have got some strong opinions about where you're going to finish this year. Yeah. So I guess let's do yeah. the ladder predictions now then. I'll start with you. Well, just uh, quickly, uh, uh, Coco yeah. did do a really interesting analysis of the of the fixture list um, when we were discussing oh, yes. before coming on. Um, yeah. Yeah, far away. I had a couple. Um, Go so on. the one thing that as... Um, you know, as a non-Melbourne side that shits me so much. Mate, we get two games all year at the MCG and now you want oh. us to go out there on the last Saturday and win the bloody thing, you know? I mean, how are we supposed mm. to do it? And out of the teams we play twice, we've got Melbourne, Sydney, Essendon, Carlton, Western Bulldogs and Richmond. I mean, most of those are what Melbourne, Richmond, Carlton are all MCG teams. Um so, play the know, dogs there, I yeah. think Carlton we is could a play the dogs there. You know, like give yeah. us the games, mate. How do you expect teams to go in? I agree. It's like, yeah. um, hey, you can't, you can't expect teams. It's good coming from you, too, Miller, because you know Richmond are camped out there all year. You know, oh, and that's, as a yeah. as a non Melbourne team, that's what drives us crazy. Is we're oh. expected to show up with no yeah. prep there and win. It's well, driving said, us crazy in Melbourne too, yeah. Coco, because the Good. the focus from the AFL seems not to be on a fair and balanced fixture. It's on how much money they can make from the games. You play yeah. you play a game with the Dogs and the Giants at the MCG, you're going to get what thirty thousand in. That is not enough tickets for them to consider it. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I do I, think as well that I think the main thing, like you said, Coco, you can't play two games and then expect that it's all going to be well and good come into the season. Same for the Suns, right? Like the Suns play, I think they play roughly once a year at the G. And for, you know, I don't mind actually watching the Suns and they're a good, young, exciting team to watch. And it's just annoying that you don't get that chance to watch them. But I've said that, I think I've said this about the Giants, yeah, since probably 2017, because I remember I went to a game at the G and it was the one game you guys played, Melbourne versus GWS. And I really enjoyed them because you're just pretty raw, lots of really good young players. I was like, you know what? If they came last year for a couple of games, yeah, I'd be all right. Look at the fixture, yeah. 2018. There's, uh, oh, fuck. Oh, there's nothing. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, I just don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even in the grand final, or in, everyone was talking about that no one knew who the Giants were. Mm. No one knew that, that we had a song. Yeah. No one knew that we wore orange. It was all no, completely, I mean, Melbourne, you talk about the insularity, but it's extraordinary, even yeah. in the national game. Yeah, no, yeah. it is. Uh, no, I will say it's one thing that it, it, I will echo exactly what you guys have said. I think it's uh, baffling that, you know, 
the, the non-Victorian sides only get what one or two games at the MCG. They should be getting a little bit more because if you want to win it all, you need to play at the MCG. Same with it, West it, Coast and Brisbane. Yeah, they don't get uh, yeah. any games at the G, and I mean, they're I'll, meant to be competing top four bloody yeah. bullshit sides. I, 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 I remember, I remember there was a time where the dogs had to pay to get home games at the MCG, <laughs> and, and we'd and we'd play like Adelaide or we'd play like Sydney at the at the MCG, and it's like mm. it's like I don't mind that. It actually it would actually give you know the, the interstate sides you know a little bit more of a of a chance you know to mm. to mm. test out to test it because. It, it's not. It's not the same as you know. SAG. It's not the same as 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 uh, Giant Stadium. It's it's mm. it's it's. I think it's a little bit more wide at the MCG as opposed to the yeah. stadiums you know elsewhere. The only, you the only have stadium- to wonder if like teams like West Coast have to go out of their way to build an MCG replica ground next to their training <laughs> facilities. Like, <laughs> what, at what point does it become a bit ridiculous? And the AFL well, has to realize the Giants need to play all their games at Monica because that's the same. Uh, the Giant Stadium in yeah. Canberra. Uh, oh. It's the same size. Is it really? Yeah, yeah, slightly similar. different, slightly different stands. Yeah, it's yeah. the same size deck. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah you go. very That's similar. Is there anything else more, more fast code, more that you got to add? Yeah, no, we and we love. We got a couple games down in Canberra too, especially around the Easter show in Sydney. So yeah. early on, um, there's like two night games at Canberra. So Doc, they play um, the Dogs up there, and I think on Anzac weekend, or yeah. you know, if yeah, we, if we're going to call it that. Yeah. That'd, be a, that'd be a ripper in um mm. in canberra and uh as needle said mate there probably won't snow probably won't snow in april in canberra <laughs> uh, that, that, that's a shame i mean i mean that, it's good i'd like to see us play in monica because it's we, we we always seem to have good games at monica oval i think back yeah. last time last time the dogs and, and the giants played at monica it was it was a really really close game and yep. it's I, I I wish it, we only play each other once, Dogs and Giants. I, I'm a bit disappointed mm. about that because usually, because usually, because we finished around the same the same area, you would have thought you know the AFL would have been yeah. a, a bit a bit more generous and give us you know two games because we, we were going to get two games last year. Yeah. That's that's a way to suddenly uh, feed uh, the rivalry as opposed to the uh, <laughs> what was it the Western whatever they were calling it that a couple of years ago on Channel Seven. Oh God, yeah, oh, I can't even remember. That was terrible. But the some Western... some crazy ridiculous bullshit tagline name. <laughs> Be- worse than the Battle of the Bridge, and I didn't think anything could get worse than the Battle of the Bridge. No, we love that, mate. Do you guys know much about Sydney? That the Battle of the Bridge was Kevin Sheedy. At his finest. Yeah. That's <laughs> that set off the doing signs what he does best. He claimed anything west of the Anzac Bridge, which is very close to the CBD, was Giants <laughs> territory. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Most so of, as most bad of as it sounds, it was brilliant. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I, 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 I would have thought you'd know about that. Cat scene is uh, you talk about Kevin Shetty as if he's your father. <laughs> <laughs> he is. The man raised me. And we've got um, one of our. One of our potters, uh, Sparrow, has uh, sent in the alarm bells talking about the fixture, and he's got a huge danger game for us. Ooh. Round 13, we're playing North in Tassie, and he, oh. he's just said, one there's, of those there's games. always, I mean, no. the Giants has, Come on. we have one of those, no, nah, we have one of those games every oh. once a month or so. Not so North, he's, though. He's, they beat them this year. Nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, not us this year. No, yeah, he's, that, 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 that's that's a very good call because North, North actually yeah. play Tassie really well. Doesn't matter that's where the they are on the ladder. Thing. We we should be able to trust the, the Giants will win it, but no. we don't. Oh, well, no, well, no, well, because North, North are ass. 
So I reckon you got no worries. Welcome to the start nah, of the podcast. Welcome to the life of a bomber supporter. Every game is yeah. a danger game. You never know what's going to happen. <laughs> can, can, can I just say, even as a dogs fan, I I, I can't trust my mob right now because they it, you either get a it's either a game where we should win and we don't win, or it's a game where I, it, a bit like the GWS game last year. It's a mm-hmm. game where I thought we were going to get absolutely pantsed, and then we ended up and then we end up winning by about five goals. So mm-hmm. I, I actually can't trust my it's mob that much enough. either. No, it's the, not. Giants, giants are interesting um, as well because you can often, like we sort of feel like, you know, you watch the first five minutes of the game and you know how it's going to end. Mm, like yeah. five minutes in, they're either having a crack or they no come back. And mm. there's, yeah, no comebacks. Why yeah. is that though? Is that just built on, do you reckon, team identity over the last couple of years? Or is that, what is that that drives that if they're so hot and cold? Well, we've said a while that we're great front runners, and and I've actually heard it interesting that's been said about the Australian cricket team, sort of reasonably <laughs> recently as well. That they're really, really good front runners. If they're on, if they're in front and going, yeah, game over. Gone. But um, if not, there's a there's a there's difficulties with retooling or getting doing the hard stuff because there's not enough sort of in and unders or guys who are prepared. There are enough in and unders, but guys who aren't prepared to do the in and under yep. and to get it through and grind it out. Yep. Um, and when you rely on your ability to to be elite all the time and hit skills all the time yeah. and it can't if it doesn't come off it's sort of it's a, a really good but fragile um framework to try and win yeah. a game on the, and the other piece of that is to the um ex, like it, the controlling the momentum throughout the game and like periods of when to accelerate we've struggled yeah. with like if we're going like you know foot to the floor mate there is no better sight than the boys streaming through piling them yeah. on and then, and then this year, we were disappointed at times because they were playing like a lot of tempo footy, you know, like kick marks, sideways kicks, all that sort of stuff, yeah. you know, which is a style that, you know, gets played and you probably need to know how to do it to some level, but we mm. struggle um, right. transitioning from one to the other. So, so what we found too, sometimes like if we're going forward to the floor, you know, not many teams can go with us. So that's what mm. we love seeing, the Orange Tsunami, that sort of 2016 yeah, yeah. stuff. Um, but then, we, yeah, the tempo stuff, we sort of – and we can't – once we start it, though, we can't get out of it. And then, yeah. you know, it's, we just struggle. So I think it's sort of transitioning a little bit um, okay. with that sort of momentum stuff. Yep, that's great. Cool, actually. All right, let's crack into uh, players coming in and out of the club this year. We'll start with the departures first because there were a lot of departures for the Giants this year. Um, quite a lot of players traded out and leaving through the free agency. Jai Caldwell, Jeremy Cameron, Aiden Kaur, Zach Langdon, and Zach Williams were the ones that all left through either trade and free agency, of course. Delistings and retirements as well. Uh, Jackson Haightley being delisted to make his way to the Crows. Sam Jacobs, Sam Reed, but he has been re-rookied, I believe it is. Heath Shaw as well, mm-hmm. and Zach Sproul all... Uh, and Tom Sheridan as well retiring. Couldn't forget Tommy Sheridan. Um, you, well, you could, but <laughs> I, could. I just that, 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 that's what I tell him. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he's better at uh, playing FIFA than actually being on the footy field. So <laughs> I think there's a reason why. I've well, I mean, but there. look, he was a real great injection coming from Fremantle. If he gives anything like, if we get anything like fifty percent of what Sheridan gave us from Hogan, I think we should be we, we should be fine. He Ooh. sounds like he was a bit of a uh, like they say in you know in the basketball, a bit of a locker room pickup, Sheridan. Good for the yep. culture. He lived um, with Toby too. Oh, there you go. Yeah, no, sorry. Right. Um, but I guess, yeah, the question for you guys, uh, I'll go with Needles first. Who is the biggest, uh, the biggest gap, I guess, left of the, all the players that left? Obviously, everyone's going to look at Jeremy Cameron. No, no, Zach Williamson. 
Zach. Zach Williams, who was my most recent favourite player. Over the past yeah. five years, I've had five favourite players, and at the end of the year, they've all left. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, no. Um, who yeah, who were they out of all, But then it was Scully, and then it was yeah. whoever the fuck it was last year, and then it was Zach Williams, because he's a Narendra boy, and I'm a, you know, in a river yeah. and I'm from Vanilla, oh, so I'll set go, but I'll be fucked. You, you are you are GWS's bad luck charm needles. Yeah, yeah. So I've got I've, I've got I'm just sort of who, who do I put the evil eye on at the moment? Um, and I'd I, say Whitfield. No, Tanner Bruin, just because his name. Well, if his facial expression from the draft are any indicator, then he'll be gone I, before Christmas next yeah, year. Yeah. What's your name? My name's Tanner. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it's Zach, Zach Williamson. He was he's been really really good. It was a little bit injured sort of last year, but when he was playing good stuff in the midfield over the past couple of years, he was a foundation player. Came mm. off the rookie list back in the day. Like in terms of culture and who he represented, in that was a bit. We're all that's that was a bit of a worry in terms of does this mean that the yeah. vaunted us against them culture of 2019 had actually turned into we hate everyone inside in 2020, yeah. and so there was lots of leaves people splitting off. And I think, I think Williamson, that was a real problem because there was no reason. Why the hell would you go to Carlton? Mm. Money. That's a great yeah, question. Yeah, but I yeah, mean, money. not even that much. In terms, and when you look at it, it's all tax and stuff like that. There's not, there's not success. Is it a bit of money? And, but that's all it needed. So that was, mm. I was, I'm, was and remain a bit concerned by that. Mm. Um, I think it's, I think you know, it's sort of, it's sort we, of we've got Whitfield, Lockie Ash and Isaac Cummings. They, that position can be covered. Yeah. Um, it's not the position we're worried about, is it? Now? Yeah. No, hardcore, no worries. Cordley, and this is, this is uh, from uh, our mate Sparrow. Cordwell, Haitley, and Jezza are dead to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jed, yeah I, I, can, I, can, I can understand that. Jackson <laughs> Haitley, I really can't. I feel like he was just shunned and just didn't get any game time, which isn't anyone's fault. But no, just, just no room for him in, in, yeah, in that just GWS no, unlucky. Um, yeah, it's interesting but, um, how you yeah, speak about the way about he went about it was a bit annoying. Yeah, yeah, and people complain mm. that you know oh, they can't hold on to a first round draft pick, but through you know, I mean, obviously there was trade concessions when or draft concessions when we started, but then I think the clubs used them pretty astutely to you know keep bringing them in and keep bringing in high draft picks, mm. and so we can't mm. hold on to them all, you know, and you know people think like oh we get rid of a you know a a high draft pick, you know, for nothing. But I mean, these blokes aren't in our best 22. No. So, you know, someone like um, Jai Caldwell, he's got two options. He can either have a crack and try and make the team yeah. or he can go somewhere where they're telling him, you know, they're blowing smoke, telling him, mate, you can have all the cash you want. You're going to get all these minutes, you know, yeah. and if that's, you know, and if to him, that's a better option, then, yeah. you know, he can, he can go and do it. Not and absolutely you, no, no, problem with that. Not, <laughs> not, not many clubs are better at blowing smoke than Essendon, isn't it? Right, Cat? Well, uh, <laughs> we move on, we move on. <laughs> As well, you don't. But you know, it's not about Essendon. But it's just you know, I mean, if that's yeah. that's the situation we're in, and if he's good enough, we've got blokes, Tim Taranto, and and they say, oh, gee, the, gee, the midfield's good, no one can get in. Tim Taranto and Jacob Hopper, mate, they're they're straight in. They were mm-hmm. in the starting twenty-two yeah. within two years, so they're obviously good enough, and the other blokes aren't. So yeah, yeah. No, I think it's not it's not something that we've ever discussed. I guess really. Uh, from that angle that, you know, if, if they are good enough, why aren't they playing more games? Um, and also you can't play 48 players, Cat. You can't play the whole first round selection. And, and I think it, the Giants are still... Yeah. are still the, the, the fielding their team like they're still going to be contending for finals, which I think is fine. You got pretty close to it this year. Obviously, you made the grand final. I think it's fine. It's a little pass-ag. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're good. 
<laughs> Cop that cat. Um, um, uh, but up to maybe it, maybe I do underrate the Giants a little bit. I know you've got a very talented list, but you've had a talented list since you came to the competition. It's what you do with it. You've is been the... a very young list. And then once they started growing up, from what, 2016 through mm. all last, they've made the semifinals minimum. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, every yeah. year. And it was generally prelims. Well, it's yeah. like, it's Which like we would then lose at... to the Premiership. Yeah, you look at Geelong over the past few years. Would you consider them successful off of their finals runs? Very uh, absolutely. Yeah. Compared to seventeen other teams. Yeah, I guess yeah. I think that I think there's a lot of focus put on if you don't win the flag, then it was almost all for nothing. Well, you know, well there is the be... famous saying, "Cat, no one remembers a silver medalist." So, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, yeah. it's, that's yeah. unfortunate how yeah. sport works. But most teams don't win the flag. Correct. There's only one out of eighteen. So it is, yeah, and like tell those like the the blokes who play sort of, you know, they pay to play Mm. country footy or division four footy in amateur league, and they play seventeen games and they lose them all by a hundred points and they don't win. So, but it's not all for nothing. Like, and there is always a selling of hope, but like, it's not a failure. But you definitely haven't won. But I mean, they're so driven that the the, the reason you get there is because you are so driven mm. and it is only like i've won a grand final if i haven't won a grand final then the whole thing's been pointless yeah. um yeah and that's why they're in that that position so for them i reckon but not for supporters like you, you've always got next year mm. correct that's very true should we do some ladder predictions cat yeah i think we should um because it's clearly going to be quite a variety around here I, i'll start and say that i think the giants will finish about i'm gonna say 10th for me I'm I feel like we're going to offend our, our guests here. Okay. That's Shane. not offensive. It's an opinion, and everyone has a right to an opinion. Yeah. That being said, Pat <laughs> has needles. Your opinion is, is dog shit. Um, <laughs> get fucked. No. Um, well, I think if they stay fit, and if they can, if that midfield can prove that to me that they're better than maybe just West Coast, just I would have them finishing six. But if the scoring power doesn't work out, then I'd probably have them eighth. But I still think they can make the eight with what they've got. And six is where I'd have them right now. Yeah. Okay. I think I'd have... I, I haven't finalised my predictions at the moment, but I think at the moment I'd have GWS around... <laughs> 11 around. days into January. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, look, I'm already off the pace. I'm still trying to recover from New Year's. Uh, <laughs> but um, I'll, at the moment, I'd have them about ninth. Um, I think they, they are... They do have a list that's still capable of playing finals, but whether or not they can keep it together is going to be a bit of an issue at like last year. Um, their forwards, if they can get Harry Himmelberg a, a good year, maybe what, 30, 40 goals, Finlayson can get that 30, 40 as well. That, that yeah. would definitely help. Um, but yeah, at the moment, I, I'd probably see them around just missing out in the eight. Needles, I almost don't even want to ask, but come on. Give no, well, I'm just, I, we, um, I put the call out to the, the chaps and I would defer to Lawso, uh, one of our team from who tunes in from Copenhagen. He's our Denmark-based squinter. Um, and his expectations for 2021 are tempered, uh, but a premiership. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what you're going uh, with? It basically covers it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Coco? Yeah, no, I'm with Lawso, mate. We are the squinters, uh, you know, divergence of opinions, but we've all come together that it's a... Uh, it's a flag. Yeah. Otherwise, the season is meaningless. As we, <laughs> as we literally yeah, just said, uh, you're worthless. Uh, hope springs eternal. 
Yeah. All right. No. Well, let's... I was going to say it's, it's one thing uh, me and the Giants boys agree on is that it's 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 all it's all it's all or nothing because I've got the same sort of opinion about the dogs. <laughs> it's either, it's either we win the flag or uh, get stuffed, Bevo. Um, <laughs> I One guess thing, Kat, we'll... I, want, I wanted to touch on as well, mate, just on the arrivals, uh, we mentioned, you know, Sammy Taylor and uh, Timmy Taranto fitting on the paddock, which are, you know, two of our top couple. Um, but Stevie Jay's coming back as a, uh, as a right. finals coach. And Ooh. he was, I mean, you know, he came in 2016, mate, and the boys just went off the chain as soon as he showed up. Toby, you know, became even more Toby than he was before. And, you know, they just really, really lifted, really walked taller. So we got Stevie J back mm. over at, uh, at Giant Stadium. So That's, that's big. Is, is he coming yeah. from Sydney? Swans, yeah. So do you want them to sort of lean into that, I don't know, that Rat Pack sort of aggression that we've seen a bit of them out of the Giants in the past few years? It gives us an identity. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's something for sure. You had, you had an identity. You had an identity last four years, you as know. far as I'm concerned. West Coast has an identity. Um, yep. Yeah, we hate them. Has an identity. Uh, we also hate them as well. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, drugs and drugs and corruption. Like, so there's various types of identities you can find, and if it's sort of talented thuggery, then I'll take talented thuggery. What Fuck would you all. describe Needle as Carlton's identity? Just corruption. Yeah, as, and it was. It was a lot. I think it was Will Ander who said like. Um, uh, Carlton became shit when they discovered you couldn't cheat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah he that is, yes, that is true. They have yeah. not been the same since. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I remember the night in the 95 grand final because dad's a Cats fan and he was, he just stared at the, the screen. But it felt like Ice Ages came and went um, <laughs> when they had that team. But they've yeah. only lost two games the whole season. But you know, yeah. since then, it's been donuts and yep. oh, shit. Um, I all right. Well, we are running a little short on time, so I guess let's wrap it up quickly with just one last question to go around. Uh, we'll go in reverse order this time. I'll start with you, Coco. One player that you are looking the most forward to watching in 2021? Uh, Petrol Perryman, mate. He started the season so well. Leave him on the wing all year. He's got that, you know, that matchup no one can beat. Lockie Whitfield can play at half back, and you know he'll give us really something different. We love Perryman too. We call him the thick boy here. He's uh, <laughs> one of our favourites from the Giants. Needles, who have you got? Uh, well, I'm going to speak on behalf of one of our team, Bubs, who's, who's nominated Josh Kelly for best and fairest. Uh, in the top five in the 2K for the first time. Also settled down with a local Dremoyne girl. Um, has been solid, but does need to push in the conversation about the best mids in the comp. He's not there yet, but this year, this year could be the year. Doc. So... And one last thing on Josh Kelly. So he actually, I mean, as, as sort of Needles alluded to earlier, I mean, you don't look at the sort of footy news to find out who's coming and going. You look at the real estate uh, around <laughs> Sydney to find out what's happening. And so he, uh, we believe, had purchased a place in Coogee and then sold it midway through last year, which Ooh. for us, that was warning bells, mate. Yeah. Check out realestate.com, you know, Coogee house for sale. We're pretty sure it's <laughs> what he just bought. And so we were a bit concerned about that and thought that he was packing his bags and heading home. Um, mm. But now we're thinking he might've been sort of, you know, talking, talking about pay cuts and we're sort of thinking yeah. now he's doing a little bit more for the boys to stay. So we're, uh, we're pushing a Josh Kelly narrative hard this year, aren't we needles? Stay with us, Chuck. Stay with us. <laughs> I hope he does. We I, love Josh. I, I hear the boys from Brighton Grammar are calling him. They're tr they're trying to re they're trying to push him back. <laughs> Josh Kelly, we'll throw it back over to you now, Doc. 
Um, oh, well, you boys have touched on Sam Taylor a bit, and I'm really, really excited to see him play this year because I, I, I was a big, big fan of him in that 2019 final series. He literally kept kept the team together in during that whole final series. I think back to the game against the Pies in particular. He might have, yes. he, might, he, 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 he was just absolutely outstanding, and it was such Did a shame. What was wrong with him last year? Uh, what, 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 what was it? Was it bad? Was it bad? In his joints. Yeah. Septic arthritis, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah, the, terrible for someone his age. Yeah, no, th- that, 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 that is, <laughs> if that, if that isn't the most bizarre sort of injury I've, I've heard in, in about five, six years that I've been. I've got a I've, little theory. I've got a little theory on that too. So, you know, I don't know if you guys um, playing junior footy and stuff, you know, ever lived mm. in fear of like getting a cut and getting it on the paint, like the spray paint, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I always lived in fear. But I, I just thought something's going to happen. And I'm worried that he, that's what happened to him. And the, the bloke was in hospital with septic arthritis. <laughs> I feel like all my childhood fears have been realised. <laughs> Sam and Sam Taylor. And Sam Taylor's living your, your One way of living vicariously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say my my local, my, my fear playing local footy was just uh, get, was was basically the same as everybody else. Just getting no, it wasn't even no, it wasn't even that. It was just it was tripping it was tripping down the steps, um, <laughs> running running towards the um running towards the oval. That was my fear because that, that was that was my fear. I I didn't. I didn't got some questions. There. <sighs> yeah, tr- trust me, needles. You don't you don't want you don't want answers to questions. <laughs> So well, look, I, I, I never quite made it past the under 12, so I was just scared of a tackle, honestly. <laughs> I, 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 I wasn't I, scared of tackles, I just didn't tackle. There's 79 <laughs> guys on the field. There's a reason why I sat down in the back line uh, all game. I, 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 I love the hard stuff. I loved, I loved running back with the flight. Loved um, running in, running in under for for a footy. But walking it was, down it, the steps. It, it was just running down the steps at my, my local junior football ground. It was. They used to drop him in by helicopter pre-game. That you just couldn't do it sometimes. They just air drop him in. I did you go to Brighton Grammar as well, Doc? Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 li- I lived near Brighton Grammar, so that was. That was, no, I, I sort of had a rental parachute. No. Um, <laughs> Chat, who oh, have you got? Mate? Oh, all right, I'll go. Um, well, look, I actually am going to go with one of the draftees. Um, I'm going to go with Connor Stone for my Ooh, player that I'm looking the most forward to. I think him and Jack Buckley could make a really, really nice combo on the half-forward line. And I don't think you've got too many forwards that play quite like this kid. So I'm, I'm, I'm putting Connor in. Okay. Well, uh, I was going to... Don't well, say Shane did. Mumford. No, no, I'm going to go uh, Xavier, Xavier O'Halloran, who a kid I'm very, very, very high on, personally. Um, I've always liked his footy since his juniors, and I think if he gets enough games this year, whether that's in the, a wing position or forward, preferably, I hope so, and I just hope he has a good year and gets to stay because it's good that he re-signed and, mm. yeah, hope he kicks yeah. on. All right. Well, I think that is going to do us for this episode of the A3 Footy Podcast. Before we go, I might as well throw over to Needles. Where do we listen to the Squinters podcast? Uh, thanks very much, Kat. That's very kind of you. It's, it's Never Surrender by the Squinters, and it's wherever you get your pods. But um, Spotify or Acast, all across the interwebs. But there's been a bit of a... Obviously, we sulked for quite some time, and we're still just working our way through it. And once the footy comes back, we'll come back. Fantastic. Well, we'll be looking very much forward to listening to the uh, Never Surrender podcast in the 2021 season. If you need any Giants knowledge at all, these boys have got you covered. They know better than anyone, clearly. They're even on the real estate market. We're, we're the so. only Giants podcast, so therefore we're the best yeah. Yeah. Giants podcast. <laughs> on I social media that. too. Mm. On yeah, social, social media, media the well. Squinters, yeah, website, got it all. Fantastic. Excellent. Fantastic. Beautiful.
Of course, A3 is across all social media as well. Facebook and Instagram, A3 Footy Podcasts, on Twitter, at A3 Footy as well. We're on YouTube too. We're on everything you can possibly imagine. Um, but with all that said, thank you, Niels and Coco, so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure. And I hope you Likewise, enjoy- never surrender. Thanks, never guys. Surrender. Never surrender. Bit, never bit, surrender. Bit, bit of ripping hour with you boys. I don't say that enough about Giants people, but uh, <laughs> you've, you've, you've been great. With all, with best, all that guys. said, they've Thank been you. the squinters. I've been Alex Catalano. I've been Alex Miller. I've been Alex Doherty. Make sure you join us for the rest of the club reviews. Uh, we've got plenty more guests lined up for you. Uh, more podcasters, more media personalities. Everyone's going to be getting in. We've got it all happening on A3 this year. And of course, stay tuned for the AFL women's previews as well before the season starts at the end of the month. Thank you so much for listening and uh, join us then. 